Hello and welcome to We'll Start Tomorrow, the weekly podcast with myself, Michael Knight, and my able-bodied co-host, Mr. Bradley Can. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, you just changed the intro then. Did I? New intro. Yeah. You need to run these things by me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Should <laughs> <laughs> we start that again? <laughs> no. Okay, we'll leave that in. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that I changed it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you just added weekly. Oh, did I? Weekly podcast. Okay, I've committed to it now. <laughs> yeah, you've been out. <laughs> How you been? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Been up so much? Um, no. Working? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Working. Um, what have I done this week? Not a, there, there must be something, but I just can't think. Yeah. But you've been you've been a busy boy this week. I haven't have, you? I have indeed. Yeah. You missed our midweek phone call because you were gallivanting off somewhere. You oh, were that's right, uh, yeah. you were round with laser laser transvestites, weren't you? Yeah, vaguely uh, vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, went to see uh, Rocky Horror Show for the first time. First time. Yeah. Nice. No. I was. Um, I think I'm referred to as a Rocky Horror Virgin. Um, not anymore. No, no, not at all. But uh, mind you, I, I think that'll probably be the last time I go and see it. Really? I really enjoyed it, um, but I think it's one of those things I, I only have to see once. Okay. Unlike about 90% of the people there who had obviously seen it about 90 times. Did you dress up? I didn't. Well, I mean, I, I had clothes on, so I was overdressed. You were really. overdressed. <laughs> it was a very bizarre experience, I've got to say. Um, I'm not one for audi- audience participation. No. So it took me a little while to settle into it. But once I did, I had a, a rollicking good time. But uh, nice. I thought it'd be weird not having Tim Curry there, but he's not really capable anymore. No, you can't really <laughs> expect him to turn up these things. No. Um, meatloaf as well. Not the same without Meatloaf, even though he's only in it for like 20 seconds. Well, only in the movie for 20 seconds. I think he's got a little bit more than that. But uh, yeah, I would, I'd be disappointed if Meatloaf wasn't there. I think I'd just walk out. I'm disappointed every day that Meatloaf isn't there. He should be He <laughs> should be with us all the time. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we can get him on the podcast as a, as a guest. I reckon so. Yeah, we'll ask him officially now. Meatloaf, you're welcome any time. Yes, and we will also supply Meatloaf for you to eat. <laughs> What else have I been up to? I went to see Joker. You've been you've been a busy bee this week. Yeah, I haven't really had much time at home to be honest with you. Joker, very good. One of the best movies I've seen for a while. High praise. High indeed. praise indeed. Yeah. So this week. Yes, this week. <laughs> this week we are going to be talking about science and tech that changed the world in our episode titled Science Faction. Can you get no Science Faction, Michael? No. No. It's a shame. Or yes? What's the right answer? Uh, either. There is no right or wrong answers, just the right answers. Excellent. <laughs> I'm screwed. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about sort of science that's changed the world, science and tech that's changed the world. Starting, should we just get, get into it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. You get into it. I have no idea what's coming No. this week. I mean, you don't really have to look very far for science that's changed the world like looking for lists and things. While using your phone. I Well, for my notes, and yeah, I, I did look up a couple of things, just in case there's anything I forgot. No, but I mean the, the act of actually using your phone. Yeah, which, changed actu- the world. which actually brings me into the first one. Oh, if I jumped ahead. No, 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 you haven't at all. Okay. That was a nice segue. Oh, well, really it was. <laughs> <laughs> We've ruined it now. <laughs> yeah. Damn, we can never get segues right. So first one, the telephone. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. More of a vanilla entry than I thought you might go for. I thought yeah. you might go for something crazy, but no, the telephone. No, I, I thought I thought we'd start off back where... I don't know, you could arguably say that's when like the modern world began. I think the modern world began when... We first started riding chickens round for transport. <laughs> yeah, didn't really catch on though. I don't know if it changed the world. Well, it did because think now nobody rides chickens for for transport, so it's changed the world. Because before somebody tried to ride the chicken, and now because of them, no one rides chickens. World changed. I can't. I can't argue that. Well, science facts for you. Science faction. Science faction. <laughs> But yeah, the telephone. I mean, it started communication. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> no, no, it didn't start communication, but I think it sort of changed the way we communicate. Yes. Um, quite significantly. Um, it reduced significantly the amount of time required for communication. You didn't have to wait a week for a letter to be delivered. Exactly. I mean, I remember when we were younger. And uh, we had to go and send a telegram. How old are you? <laughs> I don't know anymore. No, I, I guess before that, yeah, you had to go to, a, I don't know, a post office or something and say, uh, hello, I'd like to send a message to Margaret, please. And then they'd tap away on something, send a telegram. And then two weeks later, you would have to uh, wait for a response. I don't know how any, how any of that oh, works. Just to hear that old Margaret was dead. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm sorry, Margaret cannot return your telegram right now, for she has popped her clogs. So are we Stop. talking about the uh, just the phone? Yeah, the phone. Or, or mobile phones? Oh, the, the phone, yeah. I mean, it, it ties into that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, well, I guess for years we had to rely on the telephone, which seems like a complete slog now. Well, I remember when I was at high school and I used to go and meet my friends in town on a Saturday morning yeah. before mobile phones... Right, palaver, because you say to your mates, right, I'll meet you at 10 o'clock outside Woolworths. Yeah, yeah right, 10 o'clock outside Woolworths. So you arrive at Woolworths. Unbeknownst to you, they've not been allowed to come out by their parents anymore. They've <laughs> yeah. been naughty. Or they've had to go to visit a relative. So you're literally standing around in town for about an hour and a half before you think, well, they're not turning up, are they? And then you've got no way of them letting you know. So yeah. then at school on, on, on Monday... You go and punch them for standing you up in town. Wow, my school was a little bit different. Yes. And we didn't punch people. Did you kiss them? We kissed them, yeah. Oh, it was okay. an old boys school, so it was oh. it was encouraged. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Under but, the watchful eyes of the teachers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very watchful. This is getting a bit you tree. It is a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, I guess the alternative was you, you called them on the landline phone where the uh, fuck are you? Yeah. Well, no, you spoke to their parents first. Very, very... Where the fuck is he? <laughs> yeah. I think you'd speak to their parents. You'd be incredibly polite. Oh, hello, Mrs. So-and-so. Uh, could I speak to Teddy? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know a typical Teddy. Teddy. Well, and then, and then they tell you, oh, well, uh, Teddy's been very naughty, so he can't come out. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. And then and then you turn into a monster. Oh, bloody... Teddy. Teddy, that <laughs> But then, yeah, mobile phones that moved into, which happened just as I was finishing secondary school. Mm. And there were a few people that, that had them. Well, mind you, first before that was the pager. Oh, I had a pager. Did you? Oh, yeah. you were one of those wankers. Yeah. <laughs> I love my pager. I knew, like, I knew... I think I knew like three people at my school who had a pager. It's so funny because you'd phone the woman to, to send somebody a... a 
pager message, and, but you weren't allowed to swear. She wouldn't, or he, whoever answered, yeah. they wouldn't type it out if you swore. So I'd phone and say, "Oh yeah, I'd like to send a send a page to this, to this number, please." Yeah, where the fuck are you? Oh, I'm afraid I won't write that, sir. <laughs> I could write, "Where are you?" Can you write, "Where the heck are you?" No, 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 sir. Where the hell are you? No, no, sir. All right, where are you then? Just leave it at that. What's the point in that? I don't know, exactly. Print. That's not your message. No, but then sometimes you get through to somebody who was all right, and you say, where the fuck are you? And they go, where the fuck are you? Would you like me to capitalise fuck? (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Oh, throw in a couple of exclamation marks. But I never knew how to talk to those people, because you'd call up and they're... And then, like the first time you call call one of those things, I didn't do an awful lot. Um, but you say, "Oh, hello. Could could you could you ask my friend where where he is, please? Uh, what message would you like? Oh, if you could just ask him, you know, uh, where he is. Uh, yeah, but could you tell me what the message is? And then the next time, I just call up and say, and they say, "Oh, hello. Where are you?" And I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> Very bizarre experience. I'm kind of glad that didn't really catch I mean mobiles fortunately came in to uh, put a stop to all of that so and that did happen literally in, well I mean mobiles were around for ages but when they first started like everybody started getting them it was my last year at secondary school and a few people um, had them but they I mean it was completely no no you weren't allowed anything at my yeah I had one school. back then and my parents got it for me and I remember the SIM card was the size of a credit card. <laughs> and there was about two other people that had one, so there was no point having one. Crikey, yeah, I remember that. The, the, the SIM card bigger than the battery. Mm. And the battery was literally just four double A's taped together with electrical <laughs> tape. Was, you could see the, the indentation, you could see it was just four double A batteries. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, it lasted, battery lasted longer than you'll get in your uh, current phone. This is true. More than likely. In part, that was because there was nobody to call. <laughs> and there was about five pixels on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, just enough for a snake to slither around, really. Mind you, I mean, I guess when they first happened, there were no games. No, no, there was none on my... I think it was a motor, Motorola or Comcast. I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, there was no games on it. Yeah. It might, you it could might. save ten phone numbers to the, to the internal memory. Wow. Ten numbers. Which was about... Ten times as many as you needed because there was nobody else who had one. And that's the thing back then as well is before mobile phones came out, you knew everybody's phone number off by heart. So if I needed to phone my mate at home, I knew his number. But now, could you for the life of yourself remember my mobile phone number? I know it starts with 07. Yeah, but that's about as far as anyone (laughs) will get because you you don't need to ring anyone anymore. No. The old-fashioned way. No. But, I mean, that mobile phone, the original landline phone had a massive change in the way that we communicate. Yes. But it's yeah. completely dwarfed by how much of a change mobile phones. A lot have. of that's to do with lazy, laziness, I think. Yeah. I, I guess so. I mean like I mean it, it certainly helped the uptake in mm. laziness. But now I could be out in the middle of nowhere. Well not in England because you straight Get no signal. Yeah exactly. And I'm bored, I'll just call somebody, see if they're about. Don't have to go and find a payphone. You can just Don't have to remember your BT charge card number. <laughs> no, exactly. So I, I think probably from that list, mobile phone is the one that's probably had the biggest change on my life. Oh, nice. Well, was there many more on your list? Well, I've got a few. I, I, I'm just to concentrate on the big ones. I mean, the the other big one that's really this really is the one that's changed the world. Like, uh, I'll, I'll lump them together. Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that has changed everything. It has changed my world. Yeah. I mean, I, I see everything in blocks now. Um. <laughs> That's what I hear when you talk. <laughs> um, but computers that you play your Minecraft on. Yes. And that we record this show on. Yeah, yeah. Because before that, we had to record it on rocks with a chisel. But computers and the internet, I'll stick those in together. Can you imagine a world without computers and the internet? No, Michael, I can't. Unless you look up how to on the internet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first got the internet at home and I was in high school. I remember I was trying to download a song. I can't remember what the song was now. But it was your typical two-minute song that was about, I don't know, how many megabytes? A couple of megabytes. Yeah. It'd take about an hour and a half to download. Oh, God, yeah. What was it? What was it you used to download through? What was it? It began with a K. Naps. No, Naps. Kaza? Oh, Yeah. That's one of the ones that I used to use. I used to use LimeWire and basically gave yeah. my uh, computer aids. <laughs> It'll do that. The um, I, I think the first time we had the internet, we, we actually got the internet quite late. The first time I had sort of internet at home was... 2014. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't that early. Come on. No, I think I actually borrowed my friend's Dreamcast. We didn't have, like, internet on the computer, but I borrowed my friend's Dreamcast. And it's got a built-in modem. I can plug this into the internet. And then I ended up um, doing uh, using it to do some college homework <laughs> on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Not the ideal way to do it. But then I think the most excited I've ever been... Well, the, probably the two most excited times I've had in my life was... One, when I got my N64, mm. which was... Good an times. Yeah, it was... That was... That began my formative years. And uh, secondly was when I first got broadband, like going from 56k to broadband. That absolutely changed my world. And that I blame for when I accidentally downloaded a virus that put pornographic pictures on the, uh, the, the deck of cards in Solitaire on the computer. Oh, yes. You accidentally did that, did you? <laughs> I mean, I, d I wouldn't know how to put pornographic pictures on cards. In yes, Solitaire. you would. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that intentionally, given that that was my mum's preferred game Ooh. on <laughs> on the computer. So did you not realise until your mum booted up Solitaire and was face-to-face -face with some 70s bush? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think my mum just very casually said, Oh, Michael, I don't know why there are pictures of naked ladies on Solitaire. Which, I mean, that's a weird question to hear anyway. It kind of blew my mind. What sort of person invents a virus that's sole purpose is to put boobies on Solitaire? I know! <laughs> it's really bizarre. It's probably just a mod. You just downloaded yeah. a mod. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it did show me how... To, I want to realise how to fix it. Like where all the pictures were stored, I could go in and put anything in there. And you did. I did. Yeah. Pictures of all the great prime ministers of the 20th century. I would go on and just make one or two cards from each suit, just flip around to put the, the image of the three on the number four and the image of the four on the number three, just so oh. that when you're trying to line them up, oh, there's a five there, let's slide that four across. Oh, it's wrong. Why is it not working? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Really passive aggressive. I couldn't do that to my way mom, though. No. <laughs> I mean, we were already subjected her to uh, terrible ladies. Um, I think I was probably just downloading something, and it was before... images of nudie ladies. Yeah, exactly. I didn't expect them to appear on a deck of cards, though. <laughs> I think there's 
I mean, that highlights that there are a lot of negative things that have come out of this technology, That's such as viruses and about... things. Wow, well, okay, okay. Yeah, viruses. like viruses and stuff. Uh, but I think overall, it's one of the... Would you say that like computer and the internet and stuff and mobile phones altogether have had a positive or negative, like on balance? Because, I mean, they've certainly changed the world. I would, I would say it's gone in a in a, like a, a wave and it started off gradually and then it became really useful and now I think it's gone back down the other way because all you see now you don't see anybody interacting with each other no. all you see now is people just sat on their phones they don't talk to each other yeah and I've got I've had this in almost every place that I've worked when you go to breaks or when you get a lunch and you want to chat to somebody and then everyone in the room is just sat on their phones yeah and also now I think people are genuinely getting stupider and I don't mean that in a in a condescending way I mean genuinely people aren't as intelligent as they were because they don't have to think anymore like when I mentioned earlier on about not remembering not knowing people's phone numbers because you don't have to use them now if you think about it if anybody says to you oh do you know this and you think oh I remember that at the back of my head somewhere I'll google it yeah. you don't use your brain anymore to try and remember it yeah. you just go straight to google and I genuinely believe people are getting st- are getting stupider because of it. Yeah. Because they're not having to use their brains as not much. Not using it, you know. Kind um, of like they say it's a... Mu- well, it's not technically a muscle, but it's, it's essentially like exercising a muscle if you don't use it. Exactly. And and now things are getting just to the extreme of, of what people use their phones for. Every part of people's lives. You know, you can wake up in the morning and you can use your phone to boil the kettle. You literally don't have to do anything anymore. You can do everything from your phone. And it's just, I think it's just making people too lazy. And so that's why I think it was initially, it was a steady, gradual build-up and it was really useful. And then as the advent of apps, well, apps guess, for the phones came yeah. out, it's then gone down and now people are just yeah. fucking stupid. I guess as well, uh, yeah, that's a good point, that it, um, it was really useful to begin with, but then it moved into necessary. Hmm. Oh yeah, because people no now way, cannot no live back. without no their phones. Yeah. I had a, I wouldn't say it was an argument, but I had a disagreement with somebody on a Facebook group fairly recently. Yeah. Because she was adamant that there was no way that her, as a single mother, could cope without Google Maps. And all I pointed out to her was, how did people do it before that? I'm pretty sure generations upon generations upon generations of people have raised children without the need for Google Maps. Oh no. But no. To be fair, my my mum used... Google Maps to help raise me as a child, but she'd have to um, send away the the map. She'd write to Google with a with a couple of stamps, and they'd send it back. A stamped addressed envelope. Yeah, and then they'd uh, send her a send her a letter back. Uh, she'd open it up, and it'd be a four oh four error or something. Ooh, yeah, unlucky. Yeah, and then you have to wait another two weeks. But yeah, it's it, I agree. It's it's become a necessity now. People, people at work, or, or people I know, will genuinely panic if they've left their phone at home. Yeah. Oh, what's the worst that's going to happen? So you can't look at Facebook on your lunch break and see what somebody's been up to, or you can't text your mate. You're going to have to wait till the evening. So what? But people are so dependent on these days. It's it's a it's like a disease almost. Yeah. It's like a virus that's just swept the nation. A pandemic. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess it's the same for us, and we couldn't live without it. As much as we try to get around it, I mean, I'm not. 
always reliant on my phone or computer. You'll never rely on your phone. You can never get hold of you on your phone. Exactly. It's the best way. <laughs> I do like having time away from my phone, though, and I do actively do it. Yeah. Like when we went to New York, and it was a little while ago now, but leave the phones at home. Yeah. Get a couple of cheap pay-as-you-go phones in case we get separated and need to ring each other. Yeah, it was more for safety than anything, to be yeah. honest with you. But I love going away. Like, when I go out for for a wander with my mate and we go to, you know, Burrator or something and walk round, or if we go out anywhere, I just leave my phone at home. Yeah. You know, you don't need it all the time. Because, yeah. again, when you're walking around there, I'll see a couple of people going for a walk in this beautiful area, and one of them will be just wandering around looking at their phone. Yeah. Do you What's not, sometimes when you're doing that though, panic when you're trying to remember the name of an 80s song and the only <laughs> way to find out is by uh, Googling it. Googling it. I mean, you could be anywhere when that when that happens, so. If tragedy strikes like that, then I'm afraid you've, that's it, you're done for. You're done for, yeah. So what have you got for us next then, Michael? Well, um, next, I mean, sort, sort of ties into that. Um, I was looking in, one big thing that's, happened. I don't know if you're um, aware of this, but in the 1960s, um, we put a man on the moon. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> but we'll save that for a later episode. We, w- we will indeed. Yeah, we got a fair bit on that. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's pretend it actually happened. Which, so, which I do believe it does. Yeah, it abs- absolutely did. And I mean, moon travel... Uh, moon landing, space travel, moon walking, moon walking, Michael Jackson, exactly. Uh, one of the greatest inventions of all time. So, space travel—it's given us satellites, GPS. Um, that's it. That's all it's given us. Um, it's given us movies. It's given us movies. It was that one with George Clooney when he was in space. Yeah, that's true. And that one with Ben Affleck, Armageddon. Oh, I've been trying to forget about that movie uh, for a long, long time. So thanks for that. But um, I wondered if you knew that some of these things came from space travel. Oh. In that sort of NASA basically invented them or indirectly invented them. Uh, just a couple of things here. So the computer mouse. Are we talking about? Clicky clicky, or a they made a genetic mouse, like some sort of super mouse that could use a computer. Exactly. Yeah. Which what was one? Um, hopefully the second one. Cool. They haven't released it yet, though. No, I'd imagine that would be a maybe um, a DARPA thing, and they're, yeah. s- they're saving them for later. <laughs> yeah, but the the computer mouse, at least in part, an invention of NASA as a requirement uh, for their uh, sort of mission planning and stuff. Don't believe you. No? No, I, I do. Yeah, but I mean, how else would NASA plan a space mission if they didn't have a mouse to play Kerbal Space Program? Oh, you've stumped me there. Yeah, exactly. Invisible braces, uh, invis- as, in for, as in for teeth. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, they were made possible because of the materi- uh, a material that they invented. Ah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so n- space travel has given people nicer smiles. Wow, on the way to nicer smiles. On the way to nicer smiles. Well, that's the thing, I mean, yeah, without having the, uh, the mouthful of uh, metal. Okay, yeah, um, granted. Now this one is a little bit... I've heard some people say that actually wasn't really NASA, but some people say it's definitely NASA. Is it Kerbal? It's, it's not Kerbal. Not every reference will be Kerbal. Oh, okay. Memory foam. Oh, like so, the mattress that's behind you right now. Exactly. So uh, they invented the uh, the material uh, material that goes into a memory foam mattress. I remember seeing that in early adverts for the beds, and it was like memory foam invented by NASA. Yeah, but I, I 
I'd imagine it was in a very indirect way. Mm. Like maybe a, an astronaut once said, I could do with a better night's sleep. And they're like, oh yeah, by saying that they invented the memory, memory foam mattress. But also, 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 also the next thing which I've forgotten. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well done, Michael. And that's because you're so stupid from using your phone. Exactly, yeah. I'm far too, far too reliant on it. Come on, scroll, 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 find it. <laughs> I can't find it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that will be the end of the podcast because Michael cannot find his notes. Yeah, end forever. I think I accidentally deleted it. Oh, no. I was Make it up. Yeah. Uh, they invented um, uh, radioactive chicken feed. Oh. Yeah. Have you noticed chickens are really big now? No, I, I haven't. It's because they had to make the astronauts bigger. Oh, to help because of the zero gravity. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. Whew, saved it. Phew. <laughs> oh, we're back, folks. We're back. We are back. So I'll tell you what, that's probably a good time to uh, move on to another segment. Oh, these segues. They're, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. Delicious. That was. Um, I think if we say segue enough, it counts as a segue. Maybe we could have like a like a, a wipe that goes like segue, and then we just start the next. There we go. We'll just oh. clip that. All right, cool. Sort is. <laughs> Well, what have you got next for me, Michael, or for us? Right, so we talked about things that changed the world. Mm, we did. All but one of them. All but one of them. Yes. Maybe we'll uh, make a whole episode on that. Maybe. <laughs> one day. So, next is things that never changed the world, or at least never came to pass. Oh, okay. I call this segment... Explain. I call this segment breakthroughs that we were promised but never came to pass and we're still waiting for. Where are they? Where are they? Oh my God, where are they? That's a catchy, yeah. catchy and concise title. Thank you. Don't ask me to repeat it. So, I mean, there, there are loads of things that people can probably think of from, like, science fiction movies and stuff. Yes. Um, clone dinosaurs? Clone dinosaurs. Hoverboards. Hoverboards. Yeah, that's actually the first one on my list. It's always going to be. Yeah, it is. I mean, if anybody's listening and thinking of them, that probably would have been... Flying cars. Flying cars. Self, self-tying self shoes. All the all the things that Back to the Future Part 2 promised us. Yeah, it's ba- basically they're the worst offender. For, well, one of the worst offenders. Sports almanac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biff. Biff. <laughs> Biff. Where's my Biff? Yeah. Hoverboards, though. The only thing, the closest we've gotten is a device with wheels that's probably going to set you on fire because the battery explodes. Hoverboard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody as a kid, like, thought that that was going to, that was going to come to pass. In fact, didn't we recently have the anniversary? Well, not the anniversary. It we, was the date. The, the date. In the movie. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Got none of it. Absolutely none of it. Very disappointing. Before that, though, do you remember what... Back to the Future Part 1. Back to the Future Part 1. Yeah, where's the 50s? (laughs) (laughs) Where's Marty McFly's hot mum? Yeah, where's all the incest? Yeah. Actually, I mean, they can keep that one. Yeah. Before hoverboards, though, what was the big thing that everybody was waiting for? Flying horses. (laughs) Flying horses. Flying horses, where are you? Where are you? I was promised flying horses. Where are you? (laughs) Exactly. One of my favourite movies. Jetpacks. Yeah. Jetpacks were the original hoverboard. We've we've kind of got jetpacks. They're not commercial, but there was that guy recently in the news and he he went over the channel, didn't he? Over the channel, yeah. He had one. Took him two attempts, though. Well, it's better than 
better than no attempts. Yeah, I think originally he just, I don't know, he missed the refueling boat. But even then, if you think, well, he's he's got one, so we're on the way. But apparently we still need refueling boats. Mm. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long time until you're looking, one that you can just pull out of your, your closet, whack on your back and fly off to work. Exactly, yeah. I don't even think if that would ever be possible... No. Because you think that you'd have to have some sort of way of, of navigating people through the sky so that they didn't collide into each other. And, and... Yeah, there'd be some asshole on their, their BMW jetpack just <laughs> cuts you up. Exactly. But then you're falling to your death. So I don't think it was ever going to be to the stage, you know, at the stage where you can just grab a jetpack and fly off willy-nilly. Exactly. I mean, you'd probably... Um, with the risk of falling out of the sky, you'd probably need something like a hoverboard as well, mm-hmm. uh, just to help sort of maybe ease you down. So maybe some of these technologies are reliant on others. That, and yes, that aren't invented either. Exactly. Yeah, so we're kind of screwed. Can you think of any? Any from movie? Any Anything from movies that... I mean, you touched upon dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs would be good. Yeah. I remember when I was walking through town and I got stopped once by one of those clipboard mafia had you been breeding dinosaurs no no unfortunately not and i remember she turned to me and she said what's the greatest single threat to mankind and i said dinosaurs and she went no 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 dinosaurs aren't real and i went yeah but if they were she went no 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 i'm talking what's the single biggest threat and i said okay okay t-rexes probably to be more specific yeah and she was so confused she went no 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 it's 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 global warming. It's climate oh, change. Oh, yeah. A dinosaur denier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said, no, no. I said, come on. You walk down the street now and you, you walk around a corner. What's going to scare you more? You walk around that corner and you see climate change. <laughs> or you walk around that corner and you see a fucking dinosaur <laughs> charging for you. Which one's going to scare you more? Yeah, I'd run towards the rain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're onto something there. But no, Dino, do you remember when Jurassic Park came out and all of the there was all this uh, stuff in like the news and like science things like Dolly t- the sheep, Dolly the sheep's uh, tomorrow as well, and they were talking legitimately about it, like what would it take to create a dinosaur and like the science behind it and stuff like that. And it made you think as a child, oh, actually they are they are it's moving towards this. Thing, yeah. yeah, they are they are moving towards this. All they need is dinosaur DNA, which turns out doesn't really preserve very well in. No. In amber. Oh, I was thinking about something. Two things that I would have liked by now. Teleportation. Yeah. That's a good one. And also shrinking and enlarging rays, like in Honey, I Shrink the Kids. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine imagine how much... There was a film that came out a year or two ago. I don't know if you saw it. And oh, it was... uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, um... and it was about how you could basically sell your house, shrink down to the size of, a, you know, whatever, tiny, like a, like a mouse. Yeah. And your money would obviously go a lot further... Yeah. Because, you know, you could have a massive mansion and, and it wouldn't take up any more than the size of this desk. Yeah. So, yeah, so shrink shrink rays or or, or gigantifying rays. Oh, gigantifying. Well, the, the shrinking thing from that movie, I guess you in the movie, I haven't seen it. It's quite I, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, might, I might give it a try. But, I mean, they have to pay to be shrunk down, I assume. Um, I can't remember now. Because, I mean, if, if we did, I mean... It would cost us probably more, given no, no, that we're I, both huge. I, well, yes, we would pay more than the average-sized person. Yeah. But no, I don't think they had to pay to be shrunk. They just bought the, the property. 
Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously it was the equivalent of, you know, a few thousand pounds would buy you this yeah. lovely house. I find that very bizarre, though. I mean, I don't know if you, you find it. I mean, I should say both Brad and I are six foot five, um, which is, I mean, we're not the absolutely biggest people in the world. But we are. We are the biggest people in the world because it's very rare that I see, I bump into anybody taller than me. But when I do, it feels really weird. Yeah, there was... Because it's so unusual to, to happen. There was one guy in the shopping centre last week, or the week before, and he must have been at least 6'8". Yeah. And I remember a good fucking weirdo. Yeah. Freak. <laughs> Lanky git. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my attitude to anyone taller than me. You're yeah. weird. You're too tall. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I feel. I, I, um, I saw a woman who was taller than me, and that's incredibly rare. That's yeah. like win the lottery rare. Yeah, I remember somebody's... I had a, sh- a rather short male friend who said to me that he felt really uncomfortable dating women taller than him. And in my head, I was thinking, well, that's every woman because you're quite short. <laughs> yeah. And I remember he said to me, would you ever date a woman taller than you? And I thought, if I ever met a woman taller than me, I'd be quite scared. <laughs> yeah. Because they'd have to be at least six foot six. Yeah. It, it just, and you've seen her. It's just one of those things, because we're not used to it, it it, it feels feels strange. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, half the people they see are going to be taller than half the people are going to be shorter. Mm. I don't know if I'd go for that one. Unless I could come back. Because I always did want to be in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And live inside a Lego brick. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah. And ride an ant that was strangely proportioned compared to the scorpion. I'd, I think I would, like with most things, I'm not very sensible. So I would just use them for stupid reasons. Yeah. So I would... I would be the person who would get a wood louse from the garden and then make it the size of a car and then just see what happened. Or, oh, oh I've only got this little crumb of pizza left. Oh, gigantifier. I've got a, a whole other pizza now, pretty much. It's Yay. huge. And, yeah, I wouldn't really use it to further humanity. I would just use it for my own selfish means. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Well, yeah, I think most of the future technology, I mean... I would use them all for not necessarily evil means, but certainly selfish. Um, how about invisibility? Yeah, like invisibility tech you see in a lot in movies. Are we talking? Are we talking like technology invis- invisibility? So like they usually use the cameras, don't they, that project what's behind to the front or, yeah. or a series of weird mirrors. The yeah. thing is, in reality, that would never look like invisibility because no. the slightest bit of movement and, and everything would be distorted. So in actuality, that type of tech would, would be shit to useless unless you were just sat down. Yeah, basically people just wouldn't be able to recognise you because they just see wobbly, yeah. wobbly background. Yeah, if we were talking like, you know, Harry Potter style, you know, his invisibility cloak thing, then yeah, that'd be really good. Well, this is science faction, not... Science fiction. <laughs> science fiction. Mag- magic faction. Magic faction. Magic. That's a game, isn't it? Magic faction. I have no idea. You think of Sounds... Magic the Gathering? Might be. <laughs> yeah. But if you could invent any one thing, like one thing that would absolutely change your life, I should say this segment is called "What Would You Invent That Would Change Your Life That Currently mm. Isn't Available But Would Be Really Useful in mm. the Future to You Personally." Yes segment oh okay so you're asking me what i would invent yes i would invent the taster fire i call it the taster fire and it's basically are you, are you starting with the name and building from there or? yeah no 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 <laughs> it, it, I, i've thought about this in the past it's called the taster fire okay and it's basically like a little gadget maybe like a little ray gun 
And what you can do is you can get something that's really healthy, like a piece of broccoli or a carrot, pop it down, you get your taster fire, and you crank the little dial to choose what you want it to taste like. So you could choose pizza, burgers, lasagna, whatever, and then zap the food with the taster fire. And then as you're eating that, it would taste like what you zapped it to taste like. I think the world would be such a healthier place because you think, oh, I fancy a pizza tonight, but you don't have to worry about the calories. So go and zap yourself a, a courgette. Eat the courgette and it tastes just <laughs> like pepperoni pizza. Imagine that. You'd have, there'd be no need for, for fancy foods or, or ec- epidemics of, yeah. of obesity because everybody could just live off of you know nutritional gruel. It could be Soylent Green without the human. Um, but, but if you wanted to make it taste well, of human. You could make it taste of human. <laughs> I think that would be a fantastic invention. Yeah, I can immediately see that being used for ill, though. Oh, like yeah. You're, walking through a fa- you're just walking through a fancy restaurant. Uh, can I use your loo, please? Oh, yeah, go on then. And you just walk past these rich people and their meals and just quickly uh, zap it to taste like... Poo. Poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that would become the um, that would become the next epidemic, really. Pudemic. Pudemic. Epu epudemic. Ooh. No, actually, I I mean, I would I would get one of those. I'd be worried though that you couldn't match the um, uh, the flavour to the texture because texture is quite a big thing with eating. Well, yes, it is. But, but I it, suppose it's like if you eat crisps, chicken flavour crisps or something, you, they're crunchy. They don't taste. They don't. They don't taste the texture of isn't of chicken, but they taste like chicken. Do they? No, well, no, but this would actually <laughs> taste like. So I think if you actually had the taste, yeah, because once you mushed it up a little bit, but yeah, I suppose if you're going to have ice cream flavor, you wouldn't put that on a carrot because it'd be crunchy, it'd be weird. You'd put it on like a banana, say, or something that had a similar sort of softer texture. Yeah, so okay. You just have to go for it. So, so yeah, you could you could set it up, couldn't you? So if you were going to have a pizza, say for example, you could maybe get a few uh, aubergines, slice them. Thin lay them into a circular shape and then zap it. I don't know. I haven't thought this through, Michael. You didn't. T- I, you just told me to tell you stuff. I didn't have to think of it and justify it. <laughs> if I've got to justify every answer I give you, then I'm going. Oh, I don't know. No, you, you've sold it to me. Thank I, you. I would buy one of those. I mean, it sounds... Like they'd probably be quite expensive, but I'd use one of those. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's if anything else. How about you? Have you got any personal? Character? No. Well, the only no. other one I could think of would be maybe like some sort of uh, metabolism dial where you can like, or, or like some sort of biohack. So you maybe have some sort of like control pad on your arm or something, and you can look down at it and go, oh. My heart rate's a little high, and you can actually dial down your heart rate by a few beats. Oh, again, you know, I know you're going to go along the whole, oh, oh, that could be used for evil. Someone could hack you and turn your heart off. But, you know. Oh, writing notes here. Yeah, so you could like, oh, I've, I've eaten a bit too much over the, over the holidays. Let's just crank my metabolism up by like 50% to help burn it off. Or, oh no, I'm losing my hair. Let's just oh, turn those follicles back on. I had one idea for a, for an invention. Yes. It's sort of like, well, I mean, basically I'm going to be describing artificial reality goggles. I really love Christmas. Yes. Bloody love Christmas. It's the best time of year. Second best. Second mm, compared to... Halloween. Mm, is it though? Yeah. Is it though? It is. Yeah. Is it though? Yeah. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Yeah. But, you know, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, you like Halloween. I really like Christmas. I really like Christmas too. Yeah. What I don't like 
is walking into shops six months before said holiday and they just sort of ruin it, ruin Christmas by spreading it out too much. So everything's everything's already Christmas in the shops. Well, there's already Christmas stuff in the shops now and we've just hit October. Exactly. Well, even like last month, mm. uh, the Leberkuchen started appearing in, uh, in Lidl, which I've already bought some. I've already had one of my Christmas treats <laughs> two months early, which is just no good. So, artificial reality goggles that sort of block out holiday shop stuff. I know this is a very personal thing, but just so I can save Christmas until the last moment. And also, I could just completely wipe out Halloween from my... Why um... would you want to do that? <laughs> Leave Halloween alone, you weird, weird Scrooge, Halloween Scrooge. Yeah, well... I don't. I don't mind Halloween. It's you're going to like it in a few weeks when we have a Halloween episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll um. I turn turn my. Uh, I'll put my Halloween hat on. I know that's that's like the worst invention I've ever come up with. To be honest with you, what a Halloween hat? <laughs> yeah, I invented Halloween hats. But another one. I do actually have one more. Okay. I you used... went from having none to yeah being full of. No, them. I just remembered this. This is something that I came up with a long while ago, and I did actually make a prototype of this. Oh, did you? Legitimately, and it was never going to be like an invention I would use because again it's a very personal thing I used to have a TV where it had no remote control can you imagine a world <sighs> I think supposedly it was supposed to but hey did we survive this was my first TV that my parents bought me for Christmas once they got it second hand and um, I found a really good stick you know when you find like a really good stick in the woods it's like perfectly straight it's just something quite satisfying about having a really good stick and I used to use that to change the channel. Right. But then there were some things that I couldn't do with it. Like, oh, I need to grab my thing from the other side of the room. Because I was a lazy teenager. So I put a hook on the end. I thought, oh, that's good. Because now I can change the TV channel. I can also grab my pants from the other side of the room. Okay. But then I started wondering about what other attachments I could put on my stick. Right. So you, you made some sort of strange stick. Yeah, a multi-purpose... Swiss Army stick. Swiss Army stick. I mean, what if you had one, you couldn't live without it. I mean, sure, you could use your remote control. And sure, you could get up <laughs> off your ass and pick stuff up. I, yeah, I could I could pick up my, my pants, my boxer shorts, with my hands. Yeah. But what's the fun in that? Exactly, when you've got a stick. I even used it to kill a couple of flies that were buzzing around. Oh. Yeah. There was a little groove in the don't, end. Don't, don't let Peter hear this. <laughs> there was a little groove in the end, so I stuck a bit of plastic in. And then I had a really long fly swap. Ooh. So, yeah, Swiss Army stick. Swiss Army stick. Michael's Swiss Army stick. I don't think it's going to catch on, but no. it works for me. That's what matters, isn't it? Yeah. So, on that damp squib, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's all we've got time for today. Yeah, I think it's about time to start wrapping things up. Yeah. So, um, much like Christmas coming early for Michael, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah. Well, if there's anything that you can think of, um, stuff that hasn't come to pass yet, things that really change the world, by all means, let us know. Yes. We'll be happy to happy to hear about it. Um, in the meantime, um, where can people find us? They can find us all over the place, Michael. This little question every week always stumps me because it's <laughs> just the same. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they can find us on Telegram. <laughs> they can find us by. They can find us by Telegram. They can find us by snail mail. They can send us a letter in the post. They can fax us. Send us a fax. <laughs> um, but no, in in seriousness, Michael, they can email us at willstarttomorrow at gmail dot com or just pop onto Facebook. Again, search for Will Start Tomorrow at Twitter WST UK Podcast or just find us on a Spotify, iTunes 
on all your good providers there <laughs> to have a little listen. But yeah, just find us and follow us, listen to us, like us, love us, be us. Be indifferent to us. But that's where they can find us, Michael. Excellent. We Alright, well thank you very much for joining us and we shall speak to you next week. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.